0: Welcome back to Season 2 of Meta Minutes, your bite sized pieces of the metaverse. My name is Rene from Belorum Reply, and today we're going to talk about the decentralized real world metaverse. And for this, I'm honored to have a special expert guest today, Diego Di Tomaso. Ciao, Diego, come stai?
1: Ciao, molto piacere di essere qui.
0: Awesome. Well, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to the metaverse, 3D, all things related here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say that uh, I'm, I could, somebody could say that I'm a kind of new in the space. So uh, I came in this specific vertical space about uh, AR and VR back in 2018 when uh, we launched the company. And basically we are a team of very different uh, background people. So I come uh, more from the business side and from the blockchain part, Uh, while uh, my other co-founder, David Coutini, has been working on uh, VR and AR for the last uh, 10 years, I would say. And so basically we joined uh, our passions and competencies to, to to build over.
0: So I heard great things about Over. In fact, um also Simone Amico gave me a demo the other day and I, you know, joined him with my Android phone. He was I think on an iPhone or whatever it was, and it was super nice. And but to make sure our audience listening and watching this is also on the same page with us here. So please tell us a little bit about Over. What can you do? And why do you actually think the approach that Over is taking, which is quite unique, I think, um, is is different or better uh, than the pure virtual um, metaverse place you see all over the all over the um, Earth, right?
1: No, absolutely. So yeah, as you mentioned, most of uh, the metaverse, I would say, the big incumbents right now, like at least uh, in the open metaverse world, like the central and Sandbox, uh, are specifically VR metaverses, and most of uh, metaverses that we see are VR. And so our first difference between uh, us and this metaverse is the fact that we uh, have a stronger focus on, on AR, even if it, it actually also support VR, but our main main goal is actually to is to edit the physical world, to create this mixed reality world where we merge physical and virtual with geolocalized experiences, of the domain to reality. So uh, the reason why, uh, I mean, we are so focused on that direction is because we believe that in the next future, uh, of course, VR will continue to be big and will be even bigger than now. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are physical beings. So we live in the physical space and we will not spend most of our time uh, with an occlusive Googles on our face. And so that's why we see so much potential in augmented reality. So uh, the opportunity, especially when we will have uh, smart glasses and this looks like it's closer and closer, Looks like also Apple uh, gave, gave us some breadcrumbs uh, on, on the last presentation. So as soon as uh, smart glasses will be out there and will be widespread, uh, really the augmented reality will be the new means we will start interacting with information. So you will wake up in the morning, you will watch at your wall, and maybe you will see all the information that you need to have in the morning. Or maybe you will have some companion you can talk with you will have your friends projected in you know, mental reality in your, in your room. So it, we believe that it would be very very strange uh, in five years, 10 years time to see somebody looking staring at a smartphone. And this is, and this is also if you think about something uh, very positive because right now we spend 6.5 hours on average just staring down at our phone and so in the future we will have heads up again with uh, some smart glasses and seeing an augmented world. So what we are building uh, with Dover is building an open infrastructure, so an infrastructure that is based on Web3 uh, to create this layer that connects uh, geographic locations to uh, information that in this case is augmented reality, VR information. And so really at the very high level, that, that, that's what we're building and why, why we're building.
0: All right. So in Over there's also a component related to the real world metaverse, the kind of let's say the digital twin of all physical world where I can localize um, the real world very precisely and can put virtual objects and so on, right? So the real world metaverse in the end. And like I said, there's a component in Over where you can actually have real world land plots that are, I think like if I look at your background, it's it's perfectly seen there like it's a Mexico. hexagonal state. Yeah. Right. And you can, you can even buy this kind of digital overlay on top of the real world with cryptocurrency. Is that correct? Or did I say something No, absolutely. Like
1: no, absolutely. It's so, totally correct. So uh, if, we, uh, we, if see uh, uh, we think about our platform, the platform is made up of three main layers. So one is an ownership layer. Then we have a mapping layer. And then we have a builder, a software to publish content. So starting from the first one uh the this ownership layer so uh, we we divided the world in hexagons of 300 square meters uh, that we called ovr land and those lands for us we think about those as special domains so in the web you have a web domain you own i don't know coca-cola.com and you publish content on that web page in 2d or maybe in 3d but on the web page in our case you have geographic coordinates so for example you buy the geographic coordinates of the colosseum then you can edit that physical place, or you, you can publish augmented reality content in that location. And this comes to the second point, uh, and, and this, of course, the, the ownership of this, of this plots uh, is based on the blockchain. Those plots are NFTs uh, at the beginning were on the Ethereum blockchain. Now they are on Polygon because of scalability and of gas fees and so on. Uh, this is a little bit technical thing. But anyway, uh, those are the ownership of this is granted by the blockchain, so are NFTs. And of course, the way you buy and sell it is through uh, cryptocurrencies. So, the second layer uh, that we have is this mapping layer. So, when you do geolocalizable reality like us, when you want to augment the physical world, uh, you need a system uh, to tell you where you are in space. So, the easy thing to do that uh, is using the GPS. Uh, but, GPS, uh, while it's good for some use cases, for example, Pokemon Go, a case of huge success based on GPS. But in that case, the reason why that has success because you don't really need to be precise. You don't care when you're collecting those Pokemon exactly where you are. But if you want to edit the physical world, and specifically, also if you want to edit the physical world indoor, GPS is not good at all. Because GPS doesn't work indoor, doesn't even work outdoor sometimes. If you're in New York and you try to use Google Maps, Google Maps will ask you to point to the buildings. will use another system, an optical system, to understand where you are in space. So we are building... Uh, that same system, the system that Google is using, Microsoft is trying to build, and um, Niantic is trying to build, uh, but we are doing this based on Web3. What does it mean? It means that these maps, this mapping of locations, is actually a crowdsource activity. So our users, our community, can go around the world, take pictures of a location, and one takes these pictures, we create two things after that actually three things so one thing we create a 3d point cloud out of these pictures so that if you want to publish content on the world you have a 3d map that tells you where are things in space so you can actually edit space having a 3d representation of it second thing we train a neural network so the next time the camera of your phones will see that location will understand where you are in space with 20 centimeters accuracy and finally another thing that we are working on right now it's uh, uh, it's kind of found in our lab, but it's already out there. It's uh, a digital twin of the physical world. So from these pictures, uh, there are neural networks now that can hallucinate uh, what is the waller environment. So uh, from few pictures of a location, you can actually reconstruct the fly through uh, on, on that physical place. So you can have not only a 3D representation, but also, I mean, uh, a compelling visual representation of you uh, moving around the location.
0: Well, this is really amazing. I actually love the neural rendering stuff like you mentioned like that you can have a fly through like through these kind of uh, real world sceneries. This is awesome. And in general, you know the computer vision um, stack and the localization with the visual positioning system system, you talked about uh, your custom VPS basically. Uh, This is also very much innovative and and pretty amazing. And so I was wondering, actually, how could people use this as well, right? So actually not just for end users, but it's also for creators. You have your own SDK, but also a way of a low-code or no-code development, actually, where you can create these kind of custom worlds, custom experiences. So tell us a little bit about this and how can people get started?
1: absolutely so uh, we have two kind of uh, publishers so we have one uh, totally no code uh, publishing tool that is uh, just a, a a web tool so you just drag and drop 3d assets or if you own nfts for example they will also be available over there so you will be able to also to publish nfts in space and so on And so this is just the web builder, the the, the easiest way to publish. And in fact, uh, most of the people use that. Right now we have uh, 18,000 physical locations that have been edited uh, through this system. And secondly, we have uh, a more expressive uh, Unity SDK. And also in this case, I would say that is a low code uh, because uh, it's you work with it with node programming, so you don't really need to write down code. Of course, it, it takes some more skills, but the nice thing is that it's so much more expressive and powerful. So not only you can publish static things, but you can code logics and you can be interactions. You can even build games uh, with this kind of tool. And And finally, so right now, these tools are just for publishing, but what we are also coming out is also to actually publish not only I mean, a digital asset, but a digital asset that is represented by an NFT. So uh, in the near future, uh, those digital assets uh, will be also will also become unique and tradable like any other NFTs. So, I mean, we have this uh, this vision that in the metaverse, at least in the open metaverse, the one that's based on Web3, objects only exist if they are represented by NFTs. So that's why also we are going in that direction.
0: That makes a... Makes a lot of sense all in with Web3, basically. Awesome. Well, we're already at the end of the show, um, but I think it's super exciting and the over platform sounds really something to look into. But thank you so much, Diego, for joining us today and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated.
1: My big pleasure. Thank you very much, really.
0: Well, and thanks everyone for joining us for Meta Minutes, your bite sized pieces of the Metaverse. Uh, Watch our blog, follow our social media channels, subscribe to our YouTube um, to hear all about the next episodes. And of course, you can visit our website at valonreply.com to watch all the previous episodes, where we also talked a little bit about real world and other content uh, before. Until then, take care and see you soon in the MetaWars.